Arvind, I'd like to wish you a very happy end to daylight savings. Oh, thanks, Robert. Um, yeah, you know, it was a good uh, five, six months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really, really put that extra sunlight uh, in the evening to good use. Uh, but now it's it's winter time, or at least just around the corner. So time to buckle down and shift my sleeping hours, I guess. I don't know about you, but the first day that we um, regress to regular time is like my favorite day of the year. Because it's like that extra hour of sleep. And for, I mean, having two kids at home, like putting them to bed and they go to bed an hour early is amazing. And so I hope I can ride this feeling for a long time. When you say that, like for us, it's uh, kind of the opposite. Our, uh, I don't know what it is about our children, but they have like this sixth sense about when the the time shift is coming, and they tend to <laughs> just they 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 move around with their sleep schedule uh, around, and so then we don't end up getting a benefit of of the of the time shift. Uh, so. Yeah, it is. It is. We don't even get the extra hour in the morning because you know they still their internal clock is still going, and so they still wake up, and it's like an hour earlier. They, um, you wake up one morning, and your son's at your bed saying winter is coming. Then he just like slinks away, and then he slowly lets you know that he's the one in charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've they've definitely been in charge for a long time. Yeah, but well, speaking, but you know, yeah. as, as as much as these are extreme events uh <laughs> over the long run it'll come back to some sort of you know good good average of who's in control that sounds very familiar that that almost sounds like the mental model we were going to talk about today oh what a coincidence <laughs> what a coincidence or is it or inc- what are we talking about today arvin uh we're talking about regression to the mean okay before mm. we actually like dive into it a little bit um so, like, technically regression to the mean, I think it's technically correct. I, I actually prefer the term reversion to the mean. Hmm. I, I, I find that to be a more intuitive way of speaking about this process. But anyways, that's just like a little, little, little side note. Regression to the mean, reversion to the mean, they both mean the same thing. I think you're, that's very right, though, because regression always sounds negative to me. And it always sounds like you're going from something... And I might just not know the term properly, but something better to like, there was a high and then you're going back down to a low. Reversion implies more neutrality, right? So maybe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I said, technically, I think regression to the mean is okay. Like I've looked this up on Google before because I'm so annoyed by it. But <laughs> I think te- technically regression to the mean is is correct. But yeah, reversion just, yeah, it sounds nicer. And, and you know, regression... When I hear the word regression, I, I also you know, I think of a regression model and, and yeah. you know, trying to you know distill some uh, some process into constituent elements. Uh, so, anyways, that's just like me being picky about terms, semantics. No, I, well, it, it's uh, that's the whole point of this, right? So, being specific about stuff. Do you do you want to share? Like, I think you've you've studied this in many different forms. Do you want to share what? reversion to the mean regression to the mean means to you before we jump into it. So, so people kind of get an idea, you know, like the, like the TLDR of, of regression to the mean, I think it comes down to this. Uh, don't put too much stock in, in extreme events when like extreme events will occur, uh, but don't put too much stock in extreme events uh, and, and pay more attention to process than outcomes. 
uh, that's that's really what it is. And and so when like because luck luck is a huge part of of all of our lives, our mm-hmm. personal life, and our professional life, love life, and and so it's very very easy to to experience a an extreme event like something extreme being in the good or or the bad how, however you define those things and then it's it's very easy to to then think to like over subscribe to oh this this uh, extreme thing happened this extreme, extreme good thing happened uh and 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 therefore uh, like this extreme thing will always happen if i just continue what i what i did before mm-hmm. uh, but 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 really you should be paying attention to your process and not your outcomes. Uh, so maybe, maybe let me make this a bit more tangible. It's like I play fantasy football a lot, mm. and fantasy football there's there's a lot of luck involved. Um, one one of the like like you know there's injury risk to, to players that uh, that you think are going to do well. Uh, touchdowns are kind of a random phenomenon, and, and touchdowns is really what drives performance. And so you know there's times where I. Uh, I will think a player is going to do really, really well in the upcoming season, and I'll, I'll pick him on my team. And uh, you know, he ends up getting injured, or he ends up performing okay, but he doesn't get a whole lot of touchdowns, and so <clears throat> I don't get a lot of points from him. And so, I, the last few years, I've tried to focus less on like my outcomes, and obviously, in something like fantasy football, you you want good outcomes. Um, but I try to focus less on like the outcomes of specific decisions and more on, did I have the right process? Did I, mm. was I looking at, at the right metrics? Was I, th- was I thinking about scenarios the right way? Did I, did I get the, uh, you know, enough uh, of a balanced view on a player from a few different analysts? And so I, I, I try to think about my process and how, how do I refine my process to help me make, make better decisions? Uh, and so, so that, in the long run, my my average is trending up, upwards. Right over over a few seasons, I will perform well. But any individuals, any individual decision, any individual mm-hmm. outcome, is you know, highly subject to good luck or bad luck. Oh, I love that! I love that. I think um, there's there's this really nice quote from Russell Wilson when he. You might remember this from a few Super Bowls ago when Seattle lost because Russell Wilson threw a pass, I think at like the one yard line, he passed to Marshawn Lynch instead of having him just like carry the ball into the end zone and they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And his, in the interview after he said, you have to be willing to throw the game losing interception if you're... Um, going for the game-winning pass or something like that, right? Um, but I, I think I like it because his whole thing was that, like, he's going to follow a process, and sometimes that process inevitably will not go in his favor, and he has to be okay with that because he knows on the average his process will be will be good. Another way to put it, there's this quote from the Gita that I really like, which is a strange place to go, but it's that you are, let me get this right, you are entitled only to your labor, you are not entitled to the fruits of your labor, right? And so the idea is that everything you do can just go into your process is what I take away from it because the outcome can always have too much like variability to it. 
Um, and I think the best part about this, I think you're totally right. So focusing on your process is what it's all about. But the thing I really like that you said is focus on the process so that your baseline improves over time, right? That's the yeah. thing to focus on. And the thing we can't help but measure our outcomes, right? So the thing to measure is not any individual performance, but the average of how you're doing. And an example that hits home for me for that is the first time I went bowling, right? So first time I went bowling and I think I got like three or four strikes. Like I had an amazing game, right? Like I did beginner's really, luck. really well. Yeah. Yeah, and it was total luck. beginner's luck, right? Because I crushed it and I was like, wow, this is great. And the next time I went bowling, it was just like gutter ball after gutter ball. And I don't really bowl that often. It's usually just like a social thing. And whenever I go, I always tank because I'm always comparing myself to like that first time when I had that game and I just like crushed it and did really well. And that can be really demoralizing. And when reading about regression to the mean, it made me think the way through that is really just to isolate that as not like the high I'm always trying to go for, but forget about that individual game. Really think about like, what's my average? Like what was my score today? And what can I do to make my score on the average better, right? Every time I'm playing, focus on that going up. And if I have a great game, if I'm, if I have a great game, then don't worry about that too much. And if I have a poor game, then don't worry about that too much either. Just really focus on the average. And I think that's not a natural human thing for us to do. We focus on like what's going on right now. And if it sucks, then we feel bad about it. And if it's great, we feel excited. But what this teaches us is think really about your process. And then if you are going to measure something, measure how your baseline is, how your average performance is, and think about that creeping up. I think that's really empowering. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, when I play pool, like like billiards or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, my, my peak performance is usually after like one or two pints. So <laughs> that's that's my process for for for, shoot, uh, for, for playing pool well is uh, like if I don't have any pints, I don't know, maybe I just like overthink my shots or something like that. If I have too many pints... I'm obviously playing terrible, but after one or one or two, it's it's like this ability to just focus and make quick decisions, and and then I tend to shoot a lot better. So, and but again, like I'm I'm not going to do great every time. I'm not going to suck every time, uh, but my process for playing pool at a at a reasonably you know decent level is mm -hmm. is ha having a couple of points. So, how do you think this is going to change? your behavior and future things like can you think of something in, that's going to happen for you in the next few days weeks where it's like oh normally you wouldn't have thought about process so much is this just a reminder for you or do you think this is going to fundamentally change your behavior in any way no i, I think it's more of a reminder like like so weight loss for example mm. and so uh or, or someone's trying to bulk up or or whatever you you weigh yourself every day you see your weight or you might look at your body fat content and so yeah there's going to be days where you lose a lot and you're like oh yeah awesome uh and there's going to be days where you maybe you don't lose as much as as you'd expected and, and so but the, the point is like don't focus so much on how much you've lost on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like those those are outcomes that are subject to randomness focus more on on your process are you eating well are you exercising drinking water, getting enough sleep, <clears throat> all those things. And if you're committed to a process, 
that helps you live a healthier life, then on average over some period of time, you're going to lose you know, mm. however much weight you're targeting. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there's an app I came across. I think it's called Happy Scale, if I remember right. It's a really weird looking icon, but it's great because it you record your weight every day in it. But then when you open up the app, it shows you a big fat number at the top that says your rolling average. And it just gives you a seven day rolling average. Nice. And so if you just dehydrate yourself one day and the next day you show up like four pounds lighter, it's like, that's fine. But that's not the number it shows you. It's yeah. like, oh, it doesn't cool celebrate process. the fact, right? It's no, it's what is it? over the course of days. So yeah, I really or, like that. Or, or even, you know, bringing it back to like the workplace, I think people can be a lot more successful by focusing on singles and doubles instead of always trying to swing for, for home runs. And so if your process at work for having an impact and, and adding value mm-hmm. is, is just consistently doing good work, even if they're not super high profile, even if they're not super, super splashy, but you're, but you're doing, uh, you know, you're managing your stakeholders well, you're, uh, you're uh, meeting your, your, your deadlines, you're uh, producing high, high quality work. Like those things aren't sexy. Singles and doubles aren't, aren't necessarily sexy, but, but doing them all, like consistently over time inst- instead of, uh, you know, one one month you just like hit totally hit it out of the park with with a with a really really awesome uh, pro, you know deliver on some project. The next month you, you do a really really crappy job and and you sort of strike out. Like people will much much more prefer having that that consistency than than these extreme events. And so focusing on your your process and your consistent delivery is really really powerful. I think. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> Maybe even having like a scorecard for that, that or something to tell you that it's about like the aggregate. It makes me think of when I was working at as a designer, then there's so much emotion attached to design reviews. And everyone has this for like when you're presenting your work about something, right? And I think the thing that this reminds me to do is after any particular one, if it's really good, like, oh, I just had a meeting and everyone loved what I was doing and they were standing up and cheering for me and throwing their sticky notes at my face. Like that didn't happen, but like that kind of thing, right? Then not to get too invested in that, not to be like, oh, everyone's super happy about this. That means things are going great. Like, nope, this was just like one event. Let's just like think about the big picture. And then similarly, if I have a meeting and I've had ones where I've had design reviews where it was just awful and it would take me like, a few hours, if not days to recover from that, like, oh, I'm horrible and I'm incompetent and I can't believe this is so bad. This is a nice reminder to actually like take a step back and be, okay, well, this was just actually one event. This isn't the, the, the mean. And maybe having some sort of visual reminder or something to show like what the big picture is. I remember when I was in high school and we had phys ed, then the first thing our grade 11 teacher did was for put all our names on the board and then beside each of us put a hundred squares. And the idea was that you had to run a hundred kilometers every year uh, in the course of the, the semester. And so like we had gym class like three times a week and like one day it was running and one day it was weights. And so it didn't, it wasn't that hard to get there, but the general idea was that some days you might go and run and you're really tired. You might just get a couple of kilometers and that's okay. And some days you might run a lot and you actually get something really fast. And that's, 
okay too, right? The big thing we're going after is the volume and the consistency. And having that scoreboard was, or a scorecard that wasn't like on an individual basis or individual day, but the whole big picture was really, really helpful. And so I love having that framework for whatever we do, including work. Now, I, I, I will say, you know, reversion to the mean, it works well with something you have a lot of time for. Mm. But sometimes mm. you need to roll a hard six. Mm. I think that's the phrase. Um, <laughs> so, so if you think about, uh, I mean, we both, you know, been watching baseball playoffs, the, the, the Blue Jays, but a month ago, they absolutely collapsed in an elimination game. And the reason why, part of the reason they collapsed was because their manager, John, John Schneider, took out their starter, uh, put in someone from the bullpen because mm-hmm. he was playing to the averages. And, and and the same thing happened in game six of the, the World Series a few days ago where the manager for the Phillies took out his starter, put in a, a bullpen uh, guy because he was playing against the averages and that guy ended up giving up uh, a whole, uh, what ended up being the series winning home run. And so... Mm. You know, I think the theory of mm. something like baseball analytics and stuff like that is, hey, in in the long run, if you've got a good process, like this person is going to hit, you know, like over four hundred uh, on on base percentage, or 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 this this hitter uh, over over a sample size of a season against left handed hitters, um, you know, they're going to strike them out forty percent of the time. But like, I think you sometimes have to have the context of when you're making these decisions and because sometimes like the outcome is just like the end, end of it all. Oh, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause like, what are, what is the, the big picture? Like it doesn't matter over the course of six baseball seasons, if you're being consistent, but if you lose that world series that you're going after that playoff, right. Um, for some reason it made me think of driving and like, the rule is if it's a green light, you go through the lights, right? Um, and consistently you follow that, you'll be safe. But if you're entering an intersection and there's someone barreling through a red light, you will stop, right? You will, it doesn't, it's not like you keep going and be like, oh, it's okay, I'll take this accident because on average I'll be safe, right? Like, no, actually, like in this moment, the right thing to do is to not do that, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And so having that awareness about that particular moment is also really important. Um, that's, that's a really, really good point. I, I like that a lot. It's like have this mental model in mind, but also know the game you're playing, how long it is, and know yeah. when it's important to break this rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. There's a there's a time place to to play the averages and uh, like so, so for example, when uh, when I worked at Shopify, um, buying a parking pass was like actually pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. But if I parked in the mall across the street. It was free for up, up for two hours, and then like you got a ticket for like fifty dollars um, if if they caught you. Um, so I tried it for like two months, and <laughs> it was it was cheaper for me to just uh, take that, uh, that that bet and like not buy a pass and just get get the, the parking ticket mm-hmm. than uh, uh, and and just do that. And yeah, some months I ended up paying more than I than I would have if I had gotten a parking pass, uh, but in the long run. Uh, it was uh, it was actually economically better for me to uh, to just play play the averages. Now, if if this was like a one time thing, mm-hmm. 
you know, then then I'd probably want to uh, not not buy the monthly pass, but pay for the parking if I was going to be there for more than the two hours. Um, because getting hit with a you know a fifty dollar fine versus I could have paid five dollars to get full afternoon. That, that that's obviously a little bit different. So, anyways, my my, my point is that. You know, think yeah. Think about the length of time you have, or 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 the ah tying some of our episodes back together. The second order effects, right? Like you you can make a decision if you're going to make a decision based on averages and and some expect expectation on like around a mean. Ask yourself like what next if the downside hits, mm. and how much how am much, I willing to am I willing to live with that? How much data do I actually have? for this and then what next right how much yeah. am i willing to live with that that's a really good point perhaps if the blue jays coach had asked himself that right then that might have changed the decision or it might have been that like this decision could be wrong so how quickly can i recover from this maybe i should put two two pitchers on in the bullpen or something right so yeah um that's a really that's really nice look at that so not just have the mental model in mind about regression to the mean and recognizing extreme events for what they are but also knowing how much data you have to work with um, and what is next. Like what is the potential ramification of making this decision? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when do you make a decision based on process versus when do you make a decision based on context? Yeah. I love it. All right. See you in the next episode. See you next time. Bye.